Hello, we are Restoration Church Chicago and welcome to our podcast. You can connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Our mission is to glorify Jesus everywhere, and that includes right here, right now. Thanks for tuning in. As Christians, we know we have the Holy Spirit living in us, right? At salvation, through faith, we believe in Jesus, and his presence comes and dwells in us at that moment of salvation, sealing our salvation. The Bible says it's like a deposit guaranteeing our salvation, that we have an inheritance in heaven, that we're sons and daughters of God, that we're the family of God, and the Holy Spirit seals that at salvation, and it can never be taken away from us. Let's look at that verse in Ephesians when Paul is speaking to the Christians in Ephesus. Ephesians 1.13. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. So we see we have the Holy Spirit at salvation. But then if we look on in Ephesians 5.18, Paul is speaking to the same Christians in Ephesus, and he says to them, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. And the verb in the Greek actually means be continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. To be continuously filled. A continuous filling from the Holy Spirit. Let's look at Ephesians 5.18 through 20. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We see here Paul likens being filled with the Spirit to similar to being almost like intoxicated, right? But, it doesn't, it's, but it's not an intoxication that leads to sin and debauchery. It's an intoxication of sense of being full of the Spirit that leads to praise, psalms, worship, just giving glory to God. So it's much different, even though the feeling could be like he's likening it to that kind of a feeling. We need to be continually, constantly filled with the Spirit because life does drain that sense of peace and life and joy that we have, right? We come to church on a Sunday, or for some of you who are here for worship night on Wednesday night, it was such an amazing time in God's presence, and we sing, and we feel filled up, and we encounter God. Maybe we're on our knees. Maybe we're trembling. Maybe we just feel the Lord come and refresh us. But then we leave from that place, and we go and do life, right? And life just causes that sense of being filled with the Holy Spirit just to seep out of us a little bit. Maybe our heavy workload, our responsibilities um, weigh us down, anxiety. Uh, Maybe someone's not nice to us at school. Someone at school says something mean to you and it kind of just causes you to seep, the Holy Spirit to seep or leak out of us a bit. And that sense of peace and joy and righteousness just isn't there in the same way. That's why we need to be constantly filled with the Spirit. I know for me, sometimes I just get grumpy and tired. And like you just get grumpy and tired because of the burdens of life and the pressures of life, right? Hopefully I'm not the only one. And I know, 
I'm not living full of the life of God right now. I know I'm not. So that's why we need the continual filling of the Holy Spirit. The answer is not to stop doing the things we do. Who can stop doing the things we do? Most of the responsibilities and the pressures we have, we can't get rid of. Um, and we can't shield ourselves from people and realities that you know, cause us to lose some of that fullness of the presence of God. The answer is to be filled again, to be filled again by the Spirit, continuously going to God and asking him to fill us. Sin is another thing that causes us to lose that fullness of the presence of God. The Bible says that sin grieves the Holy Spirit. So our own sin can cause us to experience less of the peace and joy that comes from being filled. How do we receive the Holy Spirit? We simply ask. He responds to a desire. He responds to a desire. We ask and then position ourselves to receive. We can't do it. We can't be like, I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit right now. I'm going to fill myself with the Holy Spirit. There's nothing we can do to be filled with the Holy Spirit except ask and have a hunger and a desire for God's presence to come and fill us and then position ourselves to receive. Don't try to do it on our own because we can't. Something that only God can do. But in the same way, don't resist the Holy Spirit. Don't resist the Holy Spirit, right? He's not going to force himself on anyone. He won't force himself on us. So just having that desire and coming before him and asking him to fill us. When the Holy Spirit comes, we often manifest. Some people manifest, some people don't, but oftentimes there's some manifestation that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Presence of God is there filling us. And so one of the things you may experience is a feeling of warmth down your body or warmth somewhere on our body. That's just a manifestation of the presence of God. In Acts 2, in the early church, we know that the Holy Spirit came on them with like in tongues of fire. And that's the power of God coming upon them. And God came and he filled them with boldness and courage to go and declare the good news, to go and testify about Jesus to people in dangerous situations where they might be killed, and many of them were killed. So we need the Holy Spirit to break off the fear of man. When God comes on us like power, we need that uh, Acts 2 kind of experience sometimes where God just comes and gives us the courage and the boldness to go and declare um, and testify about Jesus, to be his witnesses. Even in dangerous places, especially in dangerous places, we need the Holy Spirit to fill us. I know for all of us here, we need the Holy Spirit to break off the fear of man. Who doesn't need that? We all need the Holy Spirit to come and fill us with courage and not worry about how we look and what others think of us so that we can just boldly and, fearless, boldly and fearlessly declare the kingdom of God. The Bible also speaks of the Holy Spirit as a wind, a wind that blows wherever it pleases. And so when, a, when the wind comes, comes when it's like the Father just breathing on us and it'll bring refreshing Sometimes you're even blown over by the wind. Sometimes our eyelids will flutter. If you've ever seen anyone who's um, being ministered to by the Holy Spirit, eyelids might flutter. There's emotion. There's emotion. Do you ever just stand in the presence of God like this morning in worship and you realize, I'm just teary. I'm just emotional. And it's because that's the presence of God is here. If we're worried what others think or how we look, 
or maintaining our composure or our control. We can't be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to let those things go. We need to let those things go. When we're in the presence of God, we may not look cool when we're experiencing the filling of the Holy Spirit. So we have to let those things go. They don't matter anyway. Our looking cool, our image, I don't want to cry in front of someone, I don't want to fall down in front of someone, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's more important that we have the Holy Spirit and that God can come and have his way and do the things that he wants to do. And it's a gift. He's a gift to us and he's good and he wants to do good things in us. So those are just some of the manifestations that may or may not happen when the Holy Spirit comes to fill us. But the manifestations are not the point. We're not pursuing them or overly focused on them, right? It's what God's doing in our hearts. It's the work that he's doing when he comes. It's the filling. That's what matters. It's the cleansing. It's removing things in our lives. It's revealing his love. The things that he's doing in our hearts that matter, not the manifestations. And it's also that we can be more effective living for Jesus. As Hugh preached two Sundays ago, the Holy Spirit mainly comes to reveal Jesus and reveal the love of God. Because when you see Jesus and you have that revelation of Jesus, you cannot help but be overwhelmed by his love, his sacrifice, the salvation that we have. We need the Holy Spirit for that. And it's his number one priority to reveal Jesus. But also, when the glory of Jesus is revealed and the holiness of Jesus is revealed, we see our sin. We see our sin. When the Holy Spirit comes and moves and power and fills us, we're more aware of our sin. We're more aware of our pride, of our insecurity, of worrying what others think, of our desire for fame or platform or to make a name for ourselves or the need for recognition, self-focus. We're just more aware of those things when the presence of God comes. But there's a grace. There's a grace. When the Holy Spirit comes, he does it gently. And so it's not with condemnation, but it's just there's a grace to be able to say, oh, wow, I am a sinner. You are so holy, God. I cannot stand. We can't get that revelation on our own. Have you guys ever met Christians, and I actually was one of them, that kind of says, I mean, I was taught all my life about the cross, and Jesus died for my sin, and I need him to be saved, and you know, but I don't feel like a sinner, and I just don't feel that much like a sinner. It's because I wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to realize I am a sinner. I have sinned that I never even knew that was sin. Things I never even thought. But in light of a holy God, I am a sinner. I cannot stand. We can't give ourselves that revelation. That comes from the Holy Spirit and from being filled with the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is holy. He's holy. Part of his job is to sanctify us. And in that moment... We, are, we begin being cleansed of the things that are in us, the things that are in our hearts. And God does this cleansing work in us so that he can remove things in us so that more of the holy life of God can dwell in us, can take up more room in us. We want to be more full of the Spirit. What happens when we're filled? What happens when we're filled? 
The natural response to being filled with the Holy Spirit is an overflow of praise. It's worship. It's worship. We just want to worship. Whenever I've uh, encountered the Holy Spirit and come forward and receive prayer, I always, afterwards, you just want to worship. You just want to worship God. You see him and you want to praise and give thanks and worship him. Because like I've already said, it gives us this appreciation for Christ and appreciation of his love and his sacrifice. So the result should be praise and worship. If the result is something else, it might not be the Holy Spirit. There is not authentic kinds of manifestations, and then there's authentic, and we don't have to be the judge of that. However, I always would assume that you would praise and worship after you encounter God, the holy presence of God. And that's what the Bible tells us is the natural response of being filled with the Holy Spirit. So we can, we can look for that, if that makes sense. Not that we have to go around policing anyone. I'm not saying that. That's not our role. There's a reel going around. Maybe some of you have seen it. Um, and it's a, a woman came up to Francis Chan in his church and, after worship and said, mm, I didn't really like the worship today. And he said, well, that's okay, because we weren't worshiping you. <laughs> and I just love that. I was like, that's amazing. It actually is not about you. But you didn't like it. Well, it's not about you. And it's not for you. And it's not. So the truth is, in our culture, we've twisted worship to be about us. We've twisted it to something that ministers to me. It's to minister to God. It's to minister to God. We're to say, are you pleased with my offering? Are you pleased with my worship? I want to minister to you. It's a fragrant offering that goes up to God. But in our culture, it's made something else. To worship in a way that pleases God, we need the Holy Spirit. Some people receive the gift of tongues when the Holy Spirit fills them. It's a, it's a spiritual gift. It's in the Bible. It is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a prayer language, or Paul calls it an angelic tongue, um, like an angelic language. But the main thing is, is it bypasses our mind, and it allows us to communicate God's heart or things on our heart um, in a language we don't understand. And it bypasses our mind. It bypasses our own limitations of our language, and it allows you to go deeper and not be limited by the words that we have and how we can express things to God. And it can come from a deep groaning within us. And it is a supernatural gift. It is a supernatural gift, and it can be really encouraging for the people who are um, speaking in tongues, and it can be really encouraging if you're ministered to um, by tongues. So it can minister to us a lot. I would say singing in tongues is beautiful and it ministers to God. And there aren't limitations or restrictions on singing in tongues. There is the, um, if you have a corporate tongue, like a corporate tongue that you want to share on the microphone, then there needs to be an interpretation. There has to be an interpretation. But singing in tongues is between you and the Lord, and you can sing and just make music and express things to God that you don't have the words for. We don't have the words for everything we want to say, right? We're limited by our language. That's why it's called an angelic prayer language. Some barriers to receiving. I just want to talk about a few things. Doubt. Doubt is the first barrier to receiving the Holy Spirit. When we ask the Holy Spirit to fill us, 
we're asking something that's in God's will for our lives, right? We've already established that it's a gift from God to us. So we're asking something that we know that God wants to do. And you can see it throughout scripture, him saying that he wants to fill us. So when we ask, we need to ask and believe and ask in faith, not doubting. We can look at Luke 11, when Jesus teaches his disciples on prayer, he tells them in verse nine, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. And we know when we ask for the Holy Spirit to come and fill us, we're asking something that's in God's will. So we can ask in faith and in confidence, believing that God will respond and give us more of his Holy Spirit. Fear is another thing that gets in the way. We've already talked about some of the manifestations and sometimes we're afraid. We wonder, are, is the Holy Spirit going to, is it something I want? Is it something good? Am I going to like this? You know, so we have like natural kinds of fears or fear of man, right? We don't want to look foolish. But let's look at verse 11 in the same passage where Jesus is teaching his disciples on prayer. Luke 11, 11. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? If we, as parents, know how to give good gifts to our kids, how much more does God want to give us good gifts? He's a good Father. The Holy Spirit is good. It's good. We don't need to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. And lastly, feeling unworthy. It's true that none of us are worthy and we feel undeserving, but he doesn't come and fill us based on our worthiness or our maturity or how good we've done or how far along we are in our faith. God wants to fill the youngest. I got filled the first time when I was 11 years old. And in fact, I think children are filled easier because you don't think that much about it. You just receive. So God wants to fill us. It doesn't have to do with how long we've been a Christian or our past. The Apostle Paul must have been the, the least worthy. His life of just persecuting Christians and throwing them in jail and executing them. But God still met him and saved him and filled him. And he went on to be bold and courageous in his faith. So it doesn't have to do with our worthiness or unworthiness. And I'm just gonna ask the band to come back up because I'm, I'm closing and I, I've asked them to just come and Give us a chance to respond this morning. I know we've already worshiped and we've already um, been in God's presence this morning, but we wanna just give people a minute to, or more than a minute, just give a little time for us to respond. For those of us who may feel like God's tugging on our hearts, we're stirred, we're hungry, maybe we want more of the Holy Spirit, we wanna be filled with the Holy Spirit, and we wanna receive, I would encourage you guys just to um, receive, just to receive. And so we're going to sing. We're going to worship one more time. Um, I hope you guys are okay with that. But if you guys would just stand, and then you can receive the Holy Spirit where you're at. Or if you want to, you can come forward, and you or I can pray with you too. But we're just going to worship and trust God this morning to come and fill us. We're not going to work anything up. We want to make time, though, and space for God to, um, to respond, for us to respond and ask the Lord 
So just encourage you guys to position ourselves to receive and just let the Father come and let the Holy Spirit come and fill us this morning. Father, those who are hungry this morning and thirsty for you, God, I pray you fill them, God. Just receive from God this morning. Fill us, Lord, those who are dry, those who are weary, God. I pray you refresh. Refresh, God. Refresh us, Father. Reveal Jesus. Reveal Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, you come and reveal the love and the goodness of Jesus to us this morning. Jesus, take up more room in us. We're hungry for you, God. for your refreshing this morning, God. Just breathe on us this morning, God. Breathe on us this morning. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank you, Holy Spirit. bringing this to a close, but I, if, if you guys want to just stay where you are and receive more of the Holy Spirit, just continue to stay in this place. We need the Holy Spirit. Because in order for us to praise our Lord Jesus, just like Vanessa said, in order for us to be filled with joy and have the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Because the stress of the day-to-day life will eventually cause us to get beaten down, feeling petty, angry, frustrated, jealous, self-righteousness. But we need the Holy Spirit for us to be able to step into all that we God has for us and be constantly refreshed, continuously be refilled and refreshed, not just on Sunday morning. Sunday morning is very important, but we need the Holy Spirit for every day of the week. I want to encourage you guys to continue to ask and seek and open our hearts to the Holy Spirit. As we said before, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will not force his way upon us. If we don't open ourselves up, he will not force his way in. He will come in when we invite him and open our hearts up, allow him to come in and work in us and through us. Another thing that I've noticed for me I want to share with you guys complacency is also how we grieve the Holy Spirit let's not be complacent with the things that God has for us let's be passionate for Him He said neither hot nor cold right? we either hot or cold don't be complacent so complacency will also grieve the Holy Spirit so let's open up our hearts seek all that God has for us ask for all that He has for us Take, receive all that He has for us because He has so much for each and every one of us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I don't know how to do this now. I, I don't know if, if you guys want to stay where you are, to continue to stay where you are. Vanessa and I will be up here to to pray for you. If you want more prayer, if you have questions, come on up. We would love to pray with you and, and stand with you for anything that you're trusting for. Uh, thank you, Vanessa, for bringing the word today. 
Uh, as you can see, our kids get what? All the talents and the gifting and the looks. So I really have to be filled with the Holy Spirit to be confident in what I don't have. So uh, thank you guys. And uh, you know that concludes our meeting. But if you want to continue to stay where you are and just receive more of what the Holy Spirit has, feel free to stay. We have coffee, tea downstairs. If you want to go downstairs and hang out. But most of all, we have Connect Group for this week. And for those who are visiting, we would love to uh, stay in touch with you. If you can fill out one of the contact cards so we can send you a weekly newsletter to keep you updated on what's going on at Restoration. So with that, have a good Sunday. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. 